Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, so I'm really excited. Today, I'm going to be diving into one of my biggest dreams, which was starting Horatio Printing. I get the question a lot, how did you start Horatio? What made you want to get into the printing business? Like, how did this all come about? And so I'm going to be going through all the details of why I started Horatio Printing and then how. And I'm going to break it up into two parts. So today is part one, why I started Horatio Printing, and I'll be releasing part two tomorrow. This is not going to be my full testimony. I will share my full testimony later on, but I am going to get real with you guys. So let's dive back into the beginning of this dream and a little bit more about my backstory. So I'm from Fairhope, Alabama. It's a beautiful town on the Gulf Coast in Alabama. I went to Auburn University, got my undergrad in public relations and communications. And fun fact about me, I love planners. I absolutely have always loved planners because... I'm super forgetful. If I don't write it down, I always forget. And school was pretty difficult for me. And so writing things down, getting those assignments down and being timely and organized was the only way I could really succeed in my education. So I just was really obsessed with writing stuff down. Obviously, I went to school long before there were smartphones. So we didn't have like a Google calendar. Google didn't even exist until I was a senior in high school. So planners were definitely the way to go. I also really love art. I grew up in a really artsy town and took art classes in high school. So I've always had this passion for painting and I've always loved sketchbooks and that thick um, texture of art paper, which is why now my dream planners and products always have really thick paper. I'm a tactile person. I love just the aesthetics of thick, luxurious paper. And also I love Jesus. I grew up in the church I um, had a journey of kind of falling away from my faith and then coming back, but I grew up in the church. I grew up having beautiful seeds planted in, in me and people praying over my life. And so that's a little fun fact and background about me. Now, fast forward, after Auburn, I went to New York to pursue an internship in public relations. And while I was there for that summer, I really fell in love with New York. I had already worked abroad in London. And so I had a little bit of this independence built into me. I liked adventure. And so New York was the next big adventure in my life. After moving into the advertising space, I did have the urge to start a business and there were different seeds that I planted through books that I read. For example, one seed I can really remember was planted when I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And it was just, the book is based on strategy and testimonies, which is awesome. It's just all these testimonies of people sharing how they were able to create a passive income business and create this whole new life and get out of this rat race of busyness and constant work. And I'm not saying I am in this four-hour work week currently or I'm out of the rat race of busyness. I work really hard in my business and 
I'm learning how to release and to delegate and to hire and all that. But it planted this seed of possibility in my heart. So I started thinking about what's my business going to be? What's my business going to be? And I had a couple ideas, a couple um, muses that I was working on. And then I really had an idea to start an app. And I got to work on that while I was working at an ad tech company. I had a couple interns. I hired them to help me with the wireframe. I found a programmer and I was really moving forward with this idea that I thought would be really powerful. And eventually, after like a year and a half of development and just kind of sitting on the idea, there was an update with Apple that came out and I was so excited because it was like, wow, this is the update we needed to be able to actually integrate properly and make something amazing. And guess what? There were um, some folks in Silicon Valley that had worked for Visa that launched something almost the exact same name as my app. And they launched it and they had about, I don't know, it was like $10 million of funding and they had all these subscribers. And it was just kind of like the death of a dream for me. I had that moment where I said, all right, well, someone else is already doing it. They have so much venture capital behind them. They have so many resources behind them. I just, I have to give up. There's no way I can compete with this. They've already come out with it. And I'll be honest, while that dream that I had was cool, it wasn't really that fulfilling. It was an exciting idea, but it wasn't something that was going to change my life. It was just something that was fun and silly um, and cultural, but it wasn't fulfilling. So I think that's why I sat on the idea for so long, honestly. So fast forward later on that year, my life was very busy. I was working at an ad tech. I was senior sales director. And honestly, my life was kind of a mess. I was not focused on my faith. I was just focused on my success. And that was literally making me sick because I was just focused on what's happening next, when can I have fun? And honestly, I had so much stress in my business that I was constantly looking for release and for ways to numb out and just go have fun and, and enjoy life and, and basically escape, if that makes sense. Around the beginning of the year, I'm always planner shopping and looking for a way to reorganize my life. And up until then, I really couldn't find a planner for me. I ended up drawing my own planner into journals. And one day I was planner shopping and I bought an Erin Condren planner and I got it in the mail and I had spent a lot of money on it and I would customized it. And that was great. But as I was checking out, I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could customize it even more? Like if I could make it where it was a different cover and I could add in certain things that I want for me. And then I was like, man, that would be a cool idea for a business. What if I had this company where you could make your own planner and then it would print out and be all custom? That would be super cool. So I started mapping that idea out. What does that look like? What does the user flow look like? Just kind of looked at the UX of it and the overall design. And where's the pain point? Like, where is the issue? Why can't I make this happen? So like most things, I put it on the back burner and kept living my life. <laughs> and fast forward a few months, I told a couple people about my idea, about the planner, and, and it just kind of fit with who I was. Like, I love organizing. I love planning. And it's not because I'm type A. It's because I'm an absolute mess. And it was also during this time that I was rediscovering my faith. I was attending church and feeling God's love in a whole new way and his grace in a whole new way. And one Sunday, Erwin McManus came into Hillsong and he preached on his new book, The Artisan Soul. And it was just so beautiful and moving. I was in tears. He kept repeating the line from Genesis 1 saying, who told you you were naked? 
And he explained to us that we were called to hear the voice of God. We were called to walk with him unashamed and to carry out our calling and our purpose. And that God created us in his image, which means we are artists. And that just spoke to my artisan soul. That spoke to my heart in such a deep level that part of our humanity is to dream and to risk and to create and to create with God. And I started thinking, what am I going to create? And my dreams of starting a business again were bubbling up. And he said that your life is the most important canvas you'll ever create. And so then he told us, you know, obviously go buy his book. So of course I bought the book and I started reading it. And that was back in August of 2014 that I was really reading it. And that was really a month of excess for me. I was overdoing it in so many ways because I had so many invitations, opportunities to celebrate. And I was just going all out. It was my birthday month. It was this bachelorette party. It was this engagement party. It was this industry event, that industry event. And I was just overdoing it, to be honest. I was in excess and I was unhealthy. And the thing about living in that unhealthy state is that your soul, you you don't just numb out to the world or escape from your stress or your work. You're escaping from yourself. You're escaping from your soul. And I felt so empty. I knew I wasn't reading my Bible. I didn't feel well in the mornings. I didn't want to read my Bible. And it was just a space where I didn't feel like I deserved God's grace and love, if that makes sense. And I, deep down, I knew like God loved me, sure. But like right now, I just feel like ick. So anyways, I'm reading the book and his words just leapt off the page to me. He talked about how our life is the most important canvas we'll ever create. And he really honed in on the importance of craft, owning your craft. And you know what? Your life becomes a work of art when there's an artist at work. It's not like we ever arrive to this perfect place of, all right, now my life is perfect. Post it on Pinterest. Yay, I've made it. It's like, it's this constant crafting because life is seasonal and it changes. And I was like, you know what? Yes, now's the time. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do it. This is it. So I got out a piece of paper and I took action on one of his challenges. And the challenge was to write down all of your distractions or anything you need to stop doing, create an exit strategy and execute. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And here's the thing I want to tell you. You can know something good or hear something good, but unless you do it, nothing's going to change. Like this podcast I hope this inspires you. I hope this makes you happy. I hope the last sermon you heard makes you happy. But until we apply it and do it, nothing changes. And that's such a biblical point as well. We hear that in the Bible over and over to not be just hearers of the word, but doers. And so that's when I opened up my blank journal and I drew a refocus cloud and I started making this bubble chart of all the stuff going on in my life. I said, okay, I've got this going on. I've got work. I've got to be schmoozing clients. And all of a sudden I felt in my spirit when I wrote down, you know, working with clients, schmoozing clients, taking people out, I felt God say, I'm going to use that gifting for my ministry. This is a ministry. And I was so overwhelmed. I just started bawling. And that's the thing I want to tell you today is whatever God has deposited in you as a gift and a talent that maybe helps you with your career, just know that any talent you have is designed for the kingdom. God wants to use you and he has designed you uniquely so that he can use you. No matter how much you feel like you don't deserve it or how much you feel like you're not 
qualified to partner with God. God wants to partner with you. And I just want to remind you of that today because that's what he spoke to me. And I know it's the same for you. And then I started looking at what do I need to delete? And I was like, you know what? I just need to go on a cleanse. (laughs) And I know, you know, sometimes that's good at the beginning of the year. Like, all right, next month, I'm just going to, you know, really focus on cleansing my body and healthy habits. And that's all it was. And I decided at that moment, I needed an accountability tool. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to make a planner and forget making it for everybody. You know, having this customized, everyone gets what they want. You can make it Christian. You can make it non-Christian. I said, no, I'm going to make one planner and I'm going to make the most beautiful Christian planner. I can make it. And I truly believe that as a Christian product or a Christian company, it should be excellent because it's Christian, not B minus. You know, I feel like sometimes when we put the title Christian with it, it's like we're giving it a permission slip to be subpar, right? Like, oh, how was that movie? Oh, it was so good. I mean, it's a Christian movie, but like for a Christian movie, it was great. You know, like, no, forget that. Like having a God-breathed business, a God-breathed product, a God-breathed movie, a God-breathed album means it needs to be excellent. I'm not talking about perfectionism. I'm talking about excellence. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have the best paper. I wanted it to have the best design. I wanted it to just feel like luxury in the sense of reminding people of the excellence of God and just the beauty and giving people a space to design their life and feel like an artist and enjoy the process of crafting. So that's a little bit on how I started Horatio. And it was from that moment that I really started sketching things out in my sketchbook and partnering with my designers and beginning this journey. And I'm going to do part two on how I started Horatio Printing, and I'll take you into actually the process of beginning it in terms of going from ideation to design to printing and fulfillment and how that journey kind of evolved. And of course, I'll have more episodes on the business side of how to run a business God's way, because that's something I know a lot of people are interested in. Maybe you already have a business or you want to start one and you're interested in that. So I will be putting out some episodes on this podcast about that. But I just want to remind you today as I talk about this dream that I wrote down and brought to fruition, I want to remind you to pay attention to your childhood dreams. I do believe that the curiosities you had as a child are breadcrumbs to your vocational purpose. For me, I really loved playing teacher. I really loved playing secretary and I really loved playing store. Those were three great games that I played for hours and hours and hours and those little desires and interests and things that I was endlessly curious about as a child have now shown up more and more in my adulthood as activities that light me up. Like right now I'm teaching you somewhat and it's lighting me up. I'm so happy with that. So take time to look at the childhood dreams you had. So that's the first thing I want to have as a takeaway. Another takeaway from this story is I want to encourage you to plant good seeds with what you're reading, what you're listening to. Um, I read a lot of great books on starting a business and like the business model generation, the four hour work week, Entree Leader by Dave Ramsey. The list goes on and on. And it's just so important to plant those good seeds because if you're not planting good seeds, you're probably planting bad seeds. Let me just say, you know, because it's like if you're just ingesting whatever the world feeds you in your social media feed, you're probably eating some bad seeds, which grow bad fruit, period. So 
plant some good seeds that align with who you want to become. And that is going to take you on to producing good fruit one day. And lastly, I just want to remind you that you are an artist. You are designed in the image of God. You are created to create. And I'm not saying you're created to create a painting or a planner. I'm saying you're created to create a life of purpose and fulfillment and beautiful boundaries that create freedom for you. I hope you enjoyed this story and I hope you will tune in for part two where I go through how I started Horatio Printing. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick 30-second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media. I just want to thank you in advance for helping to advance this mission. Now, if you need a planner, I got you. Now is the time to grab your 2021 dream planner and make your dreams a reality. Head over to HoratioPrinting.com. That's H-O-R-A-C-I-O Printing.com. Use the code DREAM15. That's DREAM15 to get 15% off your planner. Yay! I'm excited for you to get serious about your dreams. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved and I truly believe the best is yet to come.